All right, we're recording. We are recording. By staying in this meeting, you're agreeing to be recorded. What if I? What if I didn't want to be recorded? What if I wanted to be on this podcast but was staunchly against anything being anything of myself being on the internet? <laughs> I think I think that'd be a just problem. Use like change your voice and change your face, and you just can have a mystery person. It'd be good. You're like the gorilla of this podcast. Yeah, just take take out all of my parts and just have the silence, and then you guys just reassure everybody that what I'm saying is really smart and funny. <laughs> That was brilliant. Yeah, I'll just get the AI to do it. I'll just, I'll just pipe oh, down man. what you're saying, and we'll just oh, don't do that because then it's going to be so much better than me, and you're going to replace me anyway. No, we'll substitute your voice with the British guy from the one thing you learned, <laughs> That's right. That's and right. it's Colin, Aaron, and Giles. Oh, Giles, Damn Giles from across the pond. No, you're irreplaceable, Joel. Absolutely. Oh, okay. It's really hard to set up our recordings because he's always like off by six hours. It's true. So, it's a it's a pain. Yeah, I don't know why we did this to ourselves. Wish we'd get Joel back. I miss Joel and he hasn't even left. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Stop Wasting Your Wine, a wine review podcast where we waste our wine so you don't have to. On this episode, we review a red wine from South Africa. You almost forgot you were going to have to say that. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I am Joel. I'm joined by two of the grooviest guys that I know, Aaron and Colin. How are you guys doing? Doing groovy. Like groovy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Wow. Great mind single like it. Yeah, man. No, Love it. good. Nice, good, good. How was your week? What's been happening? We haven't talked in a little bit. That was good. It was great. I uh, took the kids into the city, which was super fun until I remembered it's like spooky week. And oh, New yes. York, when you're getting ready to head out of the city and you're getting back on the train, is like normally fine. But like you have two small kids. And then when it's Halloween week, a okay. lot of people wearing a lot of weird stuff. And you're just like walking down the street mm-hmm. and you're like, it's getting weird around here. I don't know. Like, cover your eyes, shield your eyes, kids. Uh, a lot of fun, but a lot of, a lot of weird stuff happening in the city in, in Halloween week. Colin, how about you, buddy? Yeah, so I actually had a pretty long week dealing with a, a sick infant, which is never fun. Uh, but, um, you know, he's doing better, so he's definitely on the up and up. Yeah. So we are um, still more tired than ever, and uh, that's that's where we are. No, sick kids are the worst, man. It's like, it's really bad, like the younger they are like that they don't know what's happening to them so they're just like they feel terrible and they don't know yeah. what to do about it even when they can talk like my, my kids will come in and be like i'm sick and you're like yeah i know and they're like i don't want to be sick anymore you're like i yeah. dude Make i'm, I'm with you i feel it <laughs> i take the medicine i don't want medicine and you're like okay well we're just not on the same page here <laughs> like at all uh, yeah for sure for sure uh, but i feel yikes. the same way when i'm sick too like I just look at my wife and I'm like, I don't want to be sick anymore. Oh, me too. It's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> You're a grown man. Over Deal with I just it. turned into yeah. a baby when I'm sick. <laughs> I hear you on that. Oh man. All right. Well, hey, listen, some ups, some downs. I'm just I'm happy to be here with you guys. We've been through another week. We're here to uh 
enjoy another uh, hopefully fine bottle of wine together and maybe learn a little bit. So before we get too far into it, Aaron, do us a favor and uh, tell us a little bit more about the wine we're drinking today. Absolutely. And I'm excited because I feel like Spanish and French are, are lang- and Italian are languages that I just absolutely butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today we are drinking a South African wine that was founded by uh, some German folk back in the day. And German words, I don't really, you know, I don't worry too much about butchering German words because they're German and they're all pretty aggressive and over the top anyways. Uh, so the producer of this wine is Nieslingshof from the region of Stellenbosch. Yeah. It's a Pinotage. Even saying that, I feel like that was like too nice. It's a Pinotage. And it's a 14% ABV. And it, it ran us about $17 and it is a 2022. Pinotage isn't German, so you didn't have to say it with the German accent. So, so, I, so it's a Nieslingshof from Stellenbosch, and it's Pinotage. I'm just, I, you know what I love is how confident you are when you're pronouncing, at least trying to pronounce German words. And I love how it just... But let's continue to talk about how all the languages in South Africa are confusing and from lots of different places and not address why. Please continue. I love how you acknowledge that you're probably not pronunciating uh, French and Spanish and Italian. Pronouncing? Pronouncing? Pronunciating? <laughs> Take it's it okay. I'm sure that's a word in some language. Uh, I'm still going to say it, though. Yeah, I yeah. think that it's hilarious that, uh, you know, you acknowledge not being able to maybe pronounce all the, all the Spanish and Italian and French words that we have on this show correctly, but you're so confident in your pronunciation, there's that word, of the German word simply because you can you can sell it. And I'm into that. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a quick and embarrassing fact about myself. Oh. So I was a music major in college and I actually had to take classes that, that were called is uh, embarrassing. Italian Italian diction, <laughs> I'm going to gloss right over that. Italian diction and French diction, which we're not even learning the language, just how to pronounce the language. So I should be able to actually pronounce those better, but I just really can't. But I was told partway along the lines of just like, when it comes to pronunciation, the more you lean into like the the cartoony kind of American cartoon pronunciation of those words, uh-huh. it's actually pretty close to the way it should be mm. pronounced. I believe it. We probably so we like, hold ourselves back sometimes, right? Yeah, you're like yeah. so worried that you're going to make a fool of yourself. If you actually just lean into it the way you think it's pronounced, you're probably right. Yeah. There. And that is the one thing you will learn. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Yeah, thanks for coming. And I apologize to everyone for that. <laughs> for the record, you're a beautiful singer, and I have nothing but respect for you. I sang at your wedding. I know. And beautifully. Thank you for doing that. That is, it is, but, it was very nice. Do you want to give us a couple bars right now, Aaron? I do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It was worth a shot. I mean, I was trying to get something little, little special on the. You should have asked me at the end of the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go a little bit. I'll stick us out. <laughs> All right. Let's get this thing on track. Uh, Joel, you want to tell us why you picked this one? Oh, let's see if we can find those tracks. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I picked this one. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest with you. No, no real special reason other than the fact that I have. Uh, always enjoyed a uh, good Pinot Touch. And we hadn't really gotten outside of kind of, you know, the the old world plus a little bit of some American stuff. So I just thought it'd be cool to get into a new region. 
Cool. Yeah. No, I like and before we do that, let's actually learn a little bit of something. This is the only thing you will learn. All right. So today we are actually just going to learn about Pinotage because this is actually, and I'm actually kind of learning along with you guys because this is not a grape I'm terribly familiar with. I've only actually only had a couple of them in my wine drinking career. So I thought it would be good to educate everybody and you guys on what we're drinking tonight. Yes, please. Because while I did pick this wine, I, re I don't know much about the region or what goes into it. So yes, looking forward to this. Yeah, so um, Pinotage is actually like the signature grape of South Africa. Uh, South Africa is a pretty pretty big wine scene, and this is kind of how Cava was the signature sparkling of Spain. This is the grape out of uh, the entirety of South Africa. It is one of the country of South Africa's biggest exports is actually the Pinotage grape, at least when it comes to wine. They do grow other grapes, of course, you know, all of your Bordeaux varieties, your Cabernet Sauvignons and stuff like that, Merlots. Uh, but this is this is the one they really like to hang their hat on. And this is actually a blend or a cross of two other French wine grapes, which are Pinot Noir and Cinso. Are you guys familiar with the Cinso grape at all? <laughs> I'm not familiar with any grapes, Colin. I want to say yes, but no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely usually a background player. It's more of a blending grape than it is uh, something you would find varietal, although you can find it. Uh, some producers do make varietal senses. The Pinotage can be made in a variety of different styles. Uh, right now we have a red wine, but you can also find it in uh, rosé, which I think would be super interesting. Can I go back to something? Sure. Okay, so you said that the grape is a mix of Cinso uh, and Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that the grape itself is like a hybrid? They they Yeah. Not, I don't want to say engineered, yes. but for better lack of better term, they engineered this grape. You're not saying it's a blend of the two. When a mommy grape and a daddy grape uh -huh. really love each other, Joel. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They go, go on. on vacation to South Africa. Oh. And they make a baby oh, grape. I and the baby grape. And that grape. Is Pinotage. Is, yeah. Where does the stork, the grape stork, come into this? Because that's, I've never really understood <laughs> well, how that's that how the from Germany. From Germany. That's how the oh. that's how the seed, the vines get planted. The stork comes in and oh. yeah. So that's it's all makes sense. That's how that Thank you guys. We just solved the birds and the bees of grapes. Um, yeah. God, if so, somebody <laughs> there's a viticulturist listening, they're like, God, these <laughs> these idiots need to shut up and move on. <laughs> Why would a viticulturist be listening to our podcast? True. No, you're right. There's probably no viticulturist listening. And if you are, uh, uh, your hit us up at the DMs. We'd yeah, love to absolutely. chat with you. <laughs> Absolutely. And this, I was, I, I found this to be a kind of interesting fact, but Pinotage, I was just in my research, I was doing some reviews and, or not doing reviews, but reading some reviews and just what people thought about it. And it's a very polarizing grape insofar as people either really, really like it or they absolutely hate it. There's very little in between. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how we fit on that spectrum. Um, because having not had too many, I honestly, Right now, I, I don't know if I could put myself on that spectrum anywhere. So, I'm, you know, I feel I, like I kind of mentioned I've had a few. I've always enjoyed them, but I can't, uh, I feel like we've learned a lot over the course of our, our uh, podcast here, too. So, I couldn't really put my finger on why I've enjoyed them in the past. So, I'm even looking forward to seeing where I fit on this one today. And I know, you know, probably would want to sample a few to really know how I feel on Pinotage itself, but uh, interested to see as well. 
For sure. And I think the one thing that I, I found in my research up to this is the flavor profile is the thing that really, um, there's a lot of different flavors in here that you wouldn't necessarily see in some of your other uh, stereotypical wine grapes. And that's what really pulls people apart. So it's very specific uh, in flavor profile. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, that comes about. And, you know, I think that's just sort of the primer. Um, again, the, the region is Stellenbosch. Stellenbosch was named after a gentleman who founded the area. He was uh, Captain Simon Vanderstel, and he named it after himself because he was probably a real tool. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good and that sounds like a made-up fact, but it was a true fact. That's a good Stellenbosch fact for sure. Um, and then just one other Stillenbosch fact is that Stillenbosch is actually where Pinotage was created, which kind of brings it all together. So here we are drinking Pinotage from Stillenbosch, where it was, you know, Frankenstein together back in the day. Really, really setting this up uh, as just something that we're really going to enjoy. Frankensteining together grapes, my lord. Birds and the bees. I'm less excited. Grape sex. It's all happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all happening here, people. Oh if I could just the one thing I learned today is that pinotage is a thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, quite, I mean, quite, yeah, and for honestly, sure. for the past past few weeks, I, I, I being the man of the people, I, I would say like a lot of folks I know who are just casual drinkers, just this is new information of just like a Rioja, a pinotage, like that these are very specific grapes, very specific regions. And I think that is not something to be downplayed too much of just like, helping folks identify like what these bigger words are just going into a wine shop of just like when you see a pinotage we are talking about a wine from south africa like that foundational piece of information right there is just like something that i think a lot of folks probably just didn't know unless they're into wine yeah for sure and i mean you can find pinotage from other places just but it's very rare it's it's really not something you find too far out of south africa but i i agree imagine that would have to be a very intentional thing right? 100%. like someone intentionally right. they love pinotage to... they might be in a re or a, a region where the climate works for pinotage but other than that there aren't many other wine regions dedicated to pinotage like south africa why is that why is that because like you know i i know it's a big thing to get older vines from you know from say France or Italy and bring them, you know, to the U S and try to try to grow that grape and make a decent wine. Why is nobody trying to do that with Pinotage? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm not totally sure to be honest. It could be a bunch of different things anywhere from it's difficult to grow outside of South Africa. You know, it might not be an yeah. easy grape to plant. Uh, people may not just like it. Like I said, it's no desire out there. Exactly. You know, it's it, it's a pretty polarizing wine. So people, there might just not be a huge market for it. But that's yeah. But, uh, yeah. The, the South Africa has decided to kind of hang their hat on Pinotage. So if you want kind of the, the best Pinotage, you're going to find South Africa is a place to try to find it. All right. Well, all this talk about Pinotage, I am very curious now. We're all gonna what we're all gonna think of this Frankenstein grape wine. Hey, how fitting! Frankenstein spooky season. We're talking about a Frankenstein grape wine. Let's get into it. Tastes like wine. Aaron, great. I'll go first. Plum, very plummy, like very heavy on the plum. Uh -huh. Plumtastic. Oh, is it a is it a plum fest? I would totally a plum fest. Going back. Mark that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah mark mark that uh that that's that uh sticker right there that stamp plum fest for sure yeah i agree lots of plum i get a lot a lot of vanilla i get a lot of spices honestly yep for sure and probably more of that than anything along with the plum like 100 percent acknowledged but then like yeah spices uh oakiness kind of uh hitting me there as well for sure i'll say it's even like a purpley looking wine by the yeah. way just like the color is like so deep like you know when you first pull it out it's got a little bit of like foam around the edges like it's like it's a, it's a deep deep colored uh wine for sure you got foam around the edges yeah you, yeah you know, first pull it out you get little bubbles around the edge you know it might be a dirty purpley looking dirty glass um but uh, wow <laughs> <laughs> but i'm also getting a little bit of maybe i'm also getting a little bit of cherry like that dark cherry. And then there's also something on the very back of the sniff that's not really fruit and it's not really oak. It's like, it's, a, it's almost like like tarry. I have a question for you. If that makes sense. Oh. It like almost okay. plasticky, but not in a in a bad way. Say, is that the alcohol? It is a heavy alcohol. No. Wine. It is 14%. Alcohol wouldn't smell like anything. That would just kind of burn the nostrils. Um, and it's funny because I was going to ask, is it is, is it burning the nostrils when you were trying to identify what it was? Yeah, maybe it's the yeah. hair in your nose burning off. Yeah. That smells tarry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, could be. I do have a tarry nose. Uh, but it's just a little, a little different than what I would kind of expect. So it'll be interesting to taste to see if any of that comes through yeah. on the palate. Yeah, let's see if we can identify it. Are we tasting it? Let's give it a taste. You had a really good swirling glass today, Joel. Thanks, man. Yeah, I used the really, really big one, and I didn't... Here's the trick. I didn't fill it, like, kind of hilariously full for once. Smart. Um, I put, like, the appropriate amount of wine in That's here. That's good. In a, in a nice, big, Our boldest glass. Thank you. Thank you. All right, what are you getting, Aaron? I mean... I think a lot of like the the smells that we kind of named are also like the deep kind of flavors that we're getting. A lot of plum, very very I don't know, homey alcohol. All, all the all the things that I'll, name the foods that I can't name. Yeah, but it's no. There's I think like what Aaron said, what we talked about. It's pretty spot on plum. That some of that dark cherry, a lot of the spices, like Joel said. I don't know if I can pick up what I was what I was smelling on the palate. You, you, I can put your finger, yeah, on. My finger yeah. on. I'm having a really hard time. This is killing Colin. It is. <laughs> like really upsetting him. You can see it in his eyes. <laughs> You'll get it. Keep drinking it. You know what? And while, while you're drinking, drinking it, something will come to you. Keep, yeah. The more, the more you drink, the, uh, the clearer it becomes, I believe. Absolutely. That's how most things go. The, the more I drink, the better I get at beer pong. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, maybe something I wasn't really expecting is, it's a little more acidic than I thought it was going to be. And it's pretty bold. It's pretty bold, which I guess, I don't know if that's shocking, but... I don't even know if I would agree with that. So some of the flavors are bold. I will say it, it hits you with a lot up front, but then it, Im it, it immediately kind of turns to water. Like there's not a lot of follow through flavor. You can taste the alcohol too. Like it, this one burns going down a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely, you get it in the back of your throat. A little bit. It's every, it's every like medium bodied. Like I wouldn't say it's like totally watery. It's like there's a little bit in there. It's not as weighty as some other wines we've had for sure. And like there's a little bit of uh, tannin. Like there's a little bit of that grippiness. But again, it fades. You know, it's there at first. And then. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think there's a lot of tannin. It's like really yeah. grippy. It's everywhere too. It's like really on the gums. Almost all around my mouth. You can really feel. That might be. 
yeah, and that might be what was leaning me towards thinking it was it, maybe bold isn't the right term, but like it's heavy. But yeah, tannin almost to the point where like uh, my mouth is puckering. It's so dry. It's so dry. I feel like it's it's almost unpleasantly. It's like almost sticky. Almost sticky. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's really maybe that's why I was I, I wasn't feeling in like the same place as usual, right? Like it's like that the back of mouth feel like goes away like pretty quickly. That is so, like my lips are sticky. But why are my lips sticky? Is this normal? Maybe the glass <laughs> is dirty. <laughs> that is so unpleasant. Really? Just what part of it? What part of it? Tannin. It's really like it's mm. it's offensive. It's not like scratchy or anything like that, but it's so aggressive. It really just my mouth is so dry and so I just I don't like that at all. And so why don't they grow peanutage in other places? <laughs> we might have answered that question. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So, well, okay. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. I'm, I'm, my brain is going into reviews. Before we do that, anybody want to think or call out any other notes that they're getting or structure components that they want to call out? Decent, like probably medium plus acid. Yeah. You definitely get quite a bit of that. Which, okay. And here's, here's, I mentioned I was a little bit surprised by the acid because, or the acidity. Because one of the first things we were all getting was more of the oak-related smells. To me, I always, when I'm, when I'm getting that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be high tannin, sure. But I, I usually don't equate that to higher acidity either. And this one shocked me a little bit that it is. Is there anything to that or am I totally making stuff up right now? Yeah, I know tannin and acidity aren't necessarily... But what about like oakiness, oakiness and acidity? I feel like you're going to either have an oaky sort of wine or an acidic wine. Is it common to have an oaky acidic wine? Yeah, you can. It, it all depends upon the grape. Okay. Like uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, for example, often sees itself in oak, but is also uh, also can be very acidic. So it really just depends upon the grape and how the winemaker handled it. Learning. Yep. Something else I've learned. Okay, very good. Anything else? Or can we rock into our reviews here, guys? I think we can rock into our reviews on this bad boy, to be honest with you. Let's do it. Yeah, but did they like it? It's time for the review. All right, so I think this might be a little bit of a spicy review here. Um, with a spicy wine what opinions coming out a little bit of a spicy wine some spicy opinions Aaron we've started everything with you we're going to keep that consistency here go ahead and hit me with your review yeah so um, you know a rule in my house is when I open up the wine that we are reviewing I get to pour a little bit into a glass for my wife who like you Mm -hmm. know takes it with her and today I poured her a glass and she walked up the stairs and then she walked back down the stairs and dumped her glass back into my glass. Never a good sign. Never a good setup. I do not <laughs> like this wine. Uh, I think there is a there's a very. I can see I can see why someone would like it. It has a very unique taste. It has a unique unique vibe to it. But kind of like we've been getting at, like it feels like it's all over the place. Like the mouth feels weird. I, I don't totally love the flavors. You can taste the alcohol. It's fourteen percent alcohol, so it's a heavy. And I just imagine this is a wine that socially, if you poured it out, like a lot of some folks might be really into it and some folks might be leaving half drink glasses all over the house. I don't even know if I'd make this a closet wine. It's $17. Like, I think this one, I think this might be one of those bottles that sits half full in your fridge for a bit and then goes down the drain. I think this is a down the drain wine for me, friends. Wow. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, Colin? Yeah, I might disagree with Aaron on the fact that some people might like this. I can't really find too much about it that's very good. (laughs) Some of the fruit flavor is pretty nice, but it's really unpleasant to drink otherwise. The tannin is just, there's just way too much and it's way too grippy. The flavor doesn't stick around for a long time, gets watery really fast. It's just, it's not very well balanced. I, I, I don't know... I don't know what's going on here, but it's not its not very good. Colin, great at reviewing wines. Terrible at reading the room. <laughs> Joel, how do you feel about the wine? I am shocked. Shocked <laughs> over here. Shocked. <laughs> Essentially, you just said I'm an idiot. Uh, a wine idiot. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. Is this a wine fridge wine? Third in a row? No. No, it is not. It is not a wine fridge wine. No, I, I I will agree with that. There's some things. There's some things missing here. But my gosh, I I I'm a little shocked that you guys are so negative on this one because I'm into it and I see what you guys are saying too about you know yes it's a very high tannin which could put some people off. Obviously, it's putting you guys off, and it's not my favorite thing in the world either. But putting aside, my, trying to at least put aside my own preferences for a second, I'm I I think this is a fine wine and. I don't know if it's just something about where it's coming from or, or or what, but I would love to have this with some meat. <laughs> I would love to have this with a little with a little uh, steak or something like that. Maybe even honestly, like some some venison or something like that, because this is to me would go perfectly with that. So while it's not maybe right down the middle of my personal preference, I. I, I enjoy it. Are you putting this out on your table? Yeah, I put it on the table. I'm putting it on the table. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not going to my friend's house, maybe, because I do think it's a little bit more select of a flavor. Not a lot, not everybody's going to get into it, but I'm keeping it on my table. I'm keeping it around for the right, uh, right evening. Yeah, food, food might be this wine saving grace because of the tannin. And you're right, this with a really fatty piece of red meat would probably. Probably go pretty well, but by itself, I I would not drink this again. So I'm putting it down the drain. I don't think I said drain before, but I'm putting it down the drain. I really don't like it. I would pair this wine with another glass of wine that I drink while staring down this wine. (laughs) Not sure that means, but I'm in. No, I know exactly what it means, and I am offended. (laughs) No, it's not your fault, Joel. It's just, uh, I just... It's just not. It's just the. Fl- oh, I know. It's not my fault. The flavor. This is. Done, it's just not a lot of flavor. That's the there. German fault. It's weirdly, just weirdly, not good. There's just not nothing that I can come back to. I'm like, oh, I like this about this. So, and maybe this is the polarizing can part of this wine. You know, absolutely. Go ahead. Can I do a? Uh, can I do a? The I think this is the second time on this podcast. I'm going to do a, a headache review from our previous podcast one. Sure. And then I have a note about this one. That Rioja that we had on the last episode, I was in my hotel room, wasn't going anywhere that night, kids. So I drank that entire bottle and going to bed, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm not going to feel that great. I woke up feeling fantastic. (laughs) Even better. No nothing. And that's why that's a wine fridge wine because it rejuvenates your body. It makes you 100%. Absolutely. You heard it here first, folks. My gray hairs had gone away. It was crazy. This one, <laughs> I feel like if I keep drinking this one, I might have a headache tomorrow. I will give you that. I will say that. 
but uh, but I enjoy it. All right, so this is the but, first time for us because we have two drains in the table, and that yeah, is, that is uh, a significant difference. Wow, logistically problematic. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's make sure we don't leave any stones unturned here and no uncertainty on the table. If there's anything that we're about here at the Stop Wasting Your Wine podcast, it's professionalism <laughs> and leaving the listener with no questions asked at the end. So let's actually talk about it on this one. The name of the game is Stop Wasting Your Wine. So let's let's talk about it. Aaron, is this a waste of your wine? Is this a waste of your wine? We know your thoughts, guys. Is it a waste? I'm gonna say I, I, I'm gonna say yes solely because it was seventeen dollars, which is a, a, a great price point. And we but what we found is there are really quality wines in between what, what I think the sweet spot that we've been finding between like $16, $17, and like $25, you can find some really good wines that are, are very affordable. And I think last week's wine was right about the same price point. It might even been less. All three of us put it in our wine fridge. I think it was like $15.99. And that was a red wine. So if you like want a deep red wine to pair with dinner that you can share with friends to like ha- have like a, a thing... There's other wines out there. So, yeah, I, I think for the price point, there are better wines uh, that aren't going to be, like, selective and you have to drink by yourself and get a hangover in order to appreciate it. Call it. Yeah, and maybe this is just, the again, the polarity of the grape itself. Some people like it. Some people don't. But I, I don't. I think this is a waste. The wine's just not very good. It's just not interesting, in my opinion. And, you know, I don't. I, I just, I can't recommend this. I would never, I would never recommend this to anybody. So, I would have to say it's a waste. Well, I'll 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 tell you. I I wouldn't want to live in a world where every single wine tasted like the Rioja we got last week. As amazing as it was, that's not wine. Like there's there's that is wine, but that's not the world of wine. Like there's Riojas for a reason, right? There's Bordeaux for a reason, and I think that there's Pinotage for a reason. And some I think people that- just have to be less happy than others. I think if you're it's into the way Pino, the world works, this is not a waste of your wine. It's uh, it's an interesting flavor profile. Go out there, see where you land on if you like it or you don't. Uh, I don't think it's a bad wine for the seventeen dollars that this was. And I'm saying there it's might not be a reason for Pinotage, just not this Pinotage. Like, there's probably better Pinotage out there. Look. It's just not a very well balanced wine. It, it, it the flavors aren't very good. I'd be willing to try it other pinotages i just think this is more a wine problem than it is a grape problem i just don't think it's very well very well put together one next time it's your turn to pick a wine joe put your money where your mouth is get another pinotage just see if we can figure it out pinotage <laughs> until i find one that you're all like oh this is amazing <laughs> no i'm not that's it no anyway, really, you know, as we continue this show maybe there are folks who find that their wine taste is more aligned with Collins or Joel's or God forbid mine and and then you know maybe someone listens to this and goes oh I know I like wines that Joel has also liked and maybe they dive into a pinotage people don't have to agree with everybody but yeah so I think I think uh you know diversity in opinion is a good thing for sure 100% I agree <laughs> thank you for making me feel better about having the uh, black sheep opinion on this one I'm a sticking by it all right I think that'll do it Little bit of a little bit of a spot. We knew it was gonna be spicy and we delivered. Go, I would say check it out. Let us know what you think, unless you agree with these guys and you don't want to do that. Aaron, tell 
the folks at home or wherever they are, how they can interact with yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, you know I can't do No, uh, I mean, your your ability to tell the folks about our social media presence is just as good as this peanutage. So, like, uh, wow. check us out at wow. stopwastingyourwine.com. <laughs> you can listen to all of our episodes on our website. You can uh, get a recap of our reviews and where we put our wines. Please follow us on Instagram and reshare our posts. Really appreciate it. Tell your friends about us. Um, please follow, like, and review. We'd appreciate it. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, and just have a great one. We'll see you next time. Stop wasting your right. My kid is losing his absolute mind right now. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.